Hello everybody and welcome to Snacks on Snacks. This is the first official episode. Snacks on Snacks, we're going to be talking about our love of food, our relationship with food, food memories, and then let it go from there. Yeah. I'm with Katie O'Halloran. Hi, Katie. Hi. Hi. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? I'm good. This is so superficial. I know. I don't... <laughs> it's really weird. I've known... You since 2014. Sure. Okay. You were working at Walgreens. Yep. I was working at Walgreens. Yep. And I remember our first interaction was me being like, oh, you've worked here before. I can leave the, I can leave the, uh, <laughs> the I training up here. responsibilities that I was given yeah. <laughs> for you, you at the it. front register. You got it. And you were like, all right, cool. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, yep. and then, uh, yeah, we've known each other for a long time. She and I mm-hmm. are both sober people mm-hmm. and, uh, tell us a little about yourself, Katie. Oh God. Your demographics, whatever. My demographics. I don't know. <laughs> Katie, female. <laughs> um, yeah. So I am a mom to three kids, uh, all under the age of four. God bless you. And married for five years. God bless you. Um, don't do the math because some of it doesn't add up. I was, <laughs> was pregnant at our wedding. Um, that's not why we got married. No. They got married because of love. Love. Um, yeah, I'm from Eau Claire, uh, born and raised, and been sober nine years. What else do I say? I don't know. We have a little farm and busy with farm. that. You do raise bees. I raise do. from birth. You, I raise you them. milk their <laughs> you feed them with a little tea. Yeah. 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 I uh-huh. I raise them. No, I do have bees and I thanks for reminding me. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't checked on them in a couple of days. But um yeah, I have bees, we have pigs, uh goats, chickens, and two ducks that don't do anything, but they're just there. They're so cute. Mm-hmm. I love watching ducks waddle cuz yeah. it's like look at that ass. <laughs> I know. It just, they really have to work to yeah. walk, and I like it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's my life. Just busy mom, and uh, that's about it. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> You're also a doula. Yeah, doula and a certified lactation counselor. How long have you been doing that? I've been a doula for three years. Oh, yeah. And um, three or four, I don't remember. Um, and just recently got certified as a lactation counselor in March, I think. Mm -hmm. So yeah, trying to integrate that into, you know, being a mom has Mm -hmm. been difficult, you know, um, cause I'm a stay at home mom. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. Which is a job. It is a job. Yes. And a half. mm -hmm. So then incorporating my other jobs that I want, you know, to, um, I eventually want my businesses to be bigger yeah. and like support our family. That is the trick, the balance. Yeah. Finding that. So yeah, yeah it's just like trying going to put with... eggs in the work basket without taking mm-hmm. away from mm-hmm. home life and your job at home. Right. Raising the kiddos. Right. Which are lovely. Delaney, Murphy, and Maeve. Yeah. Love so them so sweet. much. They're so sweet. Could you describe what a lactation counselor is? <clears throat> yeah. So I can. As a lactation counselor, I can help with um, women who are pregnant to talk to them about breastfeeding and what that looks like and 
um, do some education there. Um, and then after a baby is born, usually people, if they have questions or if problems arise or if they, usually it's when they need help, mm-hmm. um, is when they reach out to a lactation counselor. And then I can provide in-home um, uh, counseling. <laughs> <laughs> and um, uh, yeah, just see if there are any issues with baby or mom or like mm-hmm. work on positioning. Um and stuff like that. Positioning of the baby, mm-hmm. like breastfeeding, mm-hmm. everything. Okay. Yeah, because like breastfeeding is completely natural, but it's not easy. It doesn't, no, it doesn't come naturally. It's like here, attach. Yeah. And the baby's like, what? Yeah, yeah. What? It's, it's not like in the movies where it's just like, oh, there we go. Yeah. I mean, I can't think of a movie where I've seen like them talk about breastfeeding, but which is another issue. But <laughs> um, maybe that one movie that Charlize Theron was in, it was like. Tully or something. I don't remember. I haven't seen that. Okay. I don't see a lot of movies. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Besides uh, Encanto and Wreck-It Ralph 2 for the 50th time. Anything that's on Disney. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. So just helping moms and babies uh, be successful at whatever their breastfeeding journey is. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank Mm -hmm. you so much for sharing that. Uh, There were a couple reasons I wanted you on here. One, you're my ride or die. Right. And I figured, why not? Mm-hmm. This would be great. Yeah. You and I haven't hung out one-on-one in a very long time. Right. Because there are little gremlins attached to your hips. Correct. Yep. Don't feed them after midnight. Don't get Don't them wet. Don't water on them. Yep. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, dear God. Uh, especially Murphy. <laughs> yeah. Um, sweet thing. Yeah. But another thing is one big change in your life has affected how you can eat food and what food you can eat. Mm -hmm. Can you go into the story behind that? Yes, I can. So um, in March of 2021, so last March, I got COVID Mm -hmm. and I was 36 weeks pregnant with Maeve. And this was before vaccinations were available Mm -hmm. to the general public. And um, yeah, so I got really sick with COVID. Mm -hmm. Um, Baby was fine. You know, the pregnancy was fine. Um, it was just, I was super sick. And then, mm-hmm. as you know, you were there. Yeah. Well, not there. Nobody was there. I, because was, it was, I was in your life. Yeah. You know, yeah. helping you cope with it a little mm-hmm. bit. A little less than your husband, Tom. But Right, yes. Because <laughs> he was there. Right. Yeah. Um, and then after that, um, you know, delivered Maeve at 39 weeks and, you know, suffered a big hemorrhage there. So I had a lot of blood loss. Mm-hmm. So the postpartum recovery was different. Um, I was more tired and, you know, all the stuff recovering from uh, having a baby um, and COVID. Um, But it started to get worse as the months went on because there is like a, you know, the the postpartum period is pretty difficult. Mm -hmm. Um, You're always tired, right? And, Mm -hmm. you know, your body's changing, hormones, whatever. So after about six months, I noticed that the symptoms weren't really going away. I had Mm -hmm. uh, joint pain, uh, pretty bad fatigue, not just like mom tired, but like really, really intense fatigue there. And, um, um, and constipation always. I mean, hello, <laughs> we could, we can have a whole. We're episode. from Wisconsin. We're yeah, constipated. I'm all the time. <laughs> always constipated. The cheese I eat, I tell you what. Um, you also to interject. You also thought it was maybe initially because you had three kids back to back. Right. Yeah. So your body was going through trauma in that regard, mm-hmm. but. Right, because yeah. I never like had time to really quote unquote like bounce back mm-hmm. from each pregnancy. 
And so I was just kind of giving it more time than maybe I should have Mm -hmm. to just see, like, if it would get better, if, you know, the symptoms would go away Mm -hmm. or... And they eventually didn't. And, you know, the doctor that I went to see in town here, you know, ran tests and said I was fine to just take ibuprofen and Tylenol uh, and alternate that to help with joint pain. And I was like, oh, that sounds awful. And that then. sounds like taking your wisdom teeth out, not chronic right. fatigue and pain. <laughs> right. It was just like not the advice that I uh, needed or deserved <laughs> yeah. at the time. And um, so I got in touch with a, uh, God, now I'm going to, Dr. Meg at Holistic Health Code. Yeah. And she's like a functional, kind of doctor, yeah. functional doctor. That's not. Holistic. Yeah. It's holistic of. and works in functional medicine. Like, yeah. I feel like. Yeah. We talked about this in psychology. There's mm-hmm. a difference between, you know, just treating the symptoms and then like the whole person as a whole, like right. body, mind, spirit, mm-hmm. as in like how are you treating yourself outside mm-hmm. of the outside of the doctor's office or even right. like medical things? How are you fulfilling your your body mentally? Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of doctor can help with a lot. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the first time that I had uh, seen a doctor like that. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, and so started meeting with her. It was all virtual because she is on the East Coast somewhere. Get it. And which was different as well. And it was an investment as far as money goes. And so it was like a conversation to have with Tom, my husband. Um, Was it covered by insurance? No, No. it wasn't. No. So um, when I started meeting with her, she did some more blood tests and did a GI map, which is like you just poop in a bag and and get it tested. Um, Just like a dog. Yeah, just like a dog. And... uh, the results showed that I had Hashimoto's, which is an autoimmune disorder, um, with a thyroid. So your immune system is attacking your thyroid, and your thyroid controls everything in your body, basically. Mm-hmm. So, like, the fatigue, the constipation, and the joint pain all could be traced back to this Hashimoto's. And so I went on a gluten-free diet, and, um, you know, that was working really well. And I was put on a bunch of supplements, and I couldn't even tell you what they all are. You know, <laughs> magnesium, like, yes, yes. you know, stuff. Right. Yeah. yeah. Everything that she was saying made sense, and it was all just so connected. And, you know, even down to my diet, like, I never would have thought to, you know, go gluten-free. I, I was one of those people that made fun of <laughs> gluten-free diets. You You're know? like, ugh. Yeah, like, you'd see it written on every package like gluten-free and I'm like oh well of course it is okay Ingrid yeah let me cater to your fucking (laughs) diet Ingrid Ingrid that's that's my hipster Kathy yeah (laughs) I'd like that yeah or Karen that's my hipster Karen what'd you say Kathy I said Kathy (laughs) (laughs) Kath oh Kath um yeah so um was doing that for, you know, five months or so and got retested for my labs and my Hashimoto's went away and, um, because you went gluten-free because I went gluten for not dairy free. No, No. I didn't do that because I went gluten-free for probably five months and, um, was on the supplements and after they tested the second time and my uh, thyroid levels were normal, my thyroid had healed itself, mm-hmm. they kind of knew that either it was going to heal itself mm-hmm. or it was like my thyroid was completely burnt out and I was going to have to kind of deal with this forever. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so I'm glad that it healed itself and it really shows that like, you know, paying attention to diet and supplements and just kind of like the whole picture is what really kind of helped heal that part. Mm -hmm. But (laughs) the fatigue and the joint pain was still there. Um, you know, like my levels were fine, but I still kind of felt off. Mm -hmm. And so we've been treating for long haul COVID since it's probably been about a month and a half or so. Mm-hmm. And that's just additional supplements. Yeah. <laughs> that's just like more vitamin D, uh, magnesium and other things mm-hmm. that I forget the names of. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's been a long journey of figuring out like, um, you know, knowing that something wasn't right with my body listening to my body and fighting for, mm. um, myself because, you know, my doctor didn't fail me but like only went so far and then finding this new doctor that really kind of just looks at the whole picture so yeah it's been diet changes and supplements and stuff so I've I'm still working on being gluten-free like Mm. I literally just ate a scone from Starbucks (laughs) very dry yeah it was very dry and um yeah so I you know it's just like this this it's a work in progress. Yeah. I'm very absolutely. imperfect at it, but like I do notice a huge difference mm-hmm. if I remove gluten. Yeah. And one thing I remember us talking about is, um, you know, you're because COVID is a part of all of our lives right now mm-hmm. and we're dealing with not knowing how it's going to affect us long term, especially if you were unvaccinated and mm-hmm. you were 36 weeks pregnant. So your body right. was going through a lot at that time. It mm-hmm. was prepping to, it was making a baby. Mm-hmm. It was prepping to give birth and right. you got COVID. Right. So I think one thing that is generally talked about is it affects things that are already fatigued or likely to fatigue or mm-hmm. go haywire in your body mm-hmm. and sort of amplifies that stuff. I know somebody right. who had like, I've heard about, it was like a friend of a friend who had inflammation in his knee and when he got COVID, his knee just swelled up like mm-hmm. a like a softball. I mean, your knee's bigger than a softball regardless, but two softballs, two softballs. Thank you. (laughs) Um, and so you didn't have Hashimoto's and I think, you know, it flared that up Mm -hmm. and you have to take a separate thyroid test, not just normal levels, but you have to get a specific one. So not all doctors know about that. Mm -hmm. Um, and or so are willing to do it. Or are willing to do it because it is more expensive. And, you know, with me, I had it done because I had family history, but mm-hmm. they're not going to automatically check for that. And the fact that it was onset so quickly and triggered by something, you were able to reverse it. Because usually Hashimoto's mm-hmm. is irreversible, but because right. of your situation, your thyroid was triggered mm-hmm. and then it created that. that yeah. And that's kind of what my, my doctor now has talked about is whatever, like you said, whatever weak point in your body Mm. that you maybe never knew about, Mm. you know, you get COVID and it's going to kind of attack that. Like people that have asthma and they get COVID, then it just kind of wreaks havoc on your whole, um, respiratory system. So it's, yeah, it's just, there's so many unknown dealing with that. Right. But it's amazing that it really attacked how you related to food and how you had to feed (sighs) your kids, how you had to Mm -hmm. feed yourself. I mean, I can't imagine going fully gluten-free mm-hmm. because there is an odd withdrawal from it. Oh, yeah. Big yeah. time. I How had, was that for you? So when I first went gluten-free and like completely cut it all out, um, my symptoms 
were amplified. So yeah. my joint pain was much worse. My fatigue was much worse. And it was for about two weeks. Yeah. And then it kind of, you know, got back to normal. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of the case, like, if you go sugar-free. Or, yeah. Like, if you cut something out of your diet completely, your body reacts, which is mm. just so wild. Like, Even if it's bad for you. Right. Yeah. Like, a lot of people, when they go on the keto diet, which isn't necessarily healthy if you're eating like heavy whipping cream and like bacon all the time. But if you're taking mm -hmm. gluten and high carbohydrates out of your diet, your body goes through the sugar withdrawal mm -hmm. and even a gluten withdrawal right? and dairy as well. If you decide to do that, it's just a big shock to your gut, to your system and everything. So yeah, it was wild. Yeah. Crazy stuff. I'm very glad that you have figured out what it is. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, it's long haul COVID right. and hopefully over time it'll, diminish right. continuously through diet and supplements and all of that but mm -hmm. yeah, it was we'll like see. a year and a half of you trying to or no a year yeah about a year just a year of trying to figure out what what's mm -hmm. going on and I just knew something wasn't right and I knew mm -hmm. that I couldn't live like this forever like I'm not saying this was like terrible but no. I just knew like this couldn't be my normal yeah there's no way that this is your normal, and I'm very glad that you advocated for yourself mm -hmm. in that regard, because a lot of people just live with it and assume right. a, all of us have a part of ourselves where we just accept it mm -hmm. and think, well, I'm weak, I'm complaining, right. what's going on, and I'm sure you had that, too. Mm -hmm. Right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, especially here in the Midwest, we're just like, oh my god, no, I got this, I'm fine, it's no, okay. I'm fine, it's like, I'm no, fine. Don't, be an, don't be a burden. Yeah, right. <laughs> Fuck that. Yes. Fuck that shit. So well, and you had the, the three kids. Right. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So, <laughs> how do you, okay, we're going to switch subjects from, you know, the health issues that you've had. Mm -hmm. How do you manage prepping food for three kids that have very three different... Wants. Wants and I guess just wants. Wants. Very different wants. <laughs> yeah. So now that Maeve is kind of, she turned one in April. So now that mm -hmm. she's like eating food a lot better now, like for a while, she had a hard time with solids. So it was really <laughs> tricky. But, um, you know, when we have spaghetti, I can use gluten free noodles. Nobody mm -hmm. notices. When That's we great. have tacos, I just make like rice bowls for myself yeah and tom and the kids can have you know shells or i get you know the blue corn chip uh oh. shells that we have available now so much better i don't know they're, they're so like, tasty they're like thin and crispy and just like mm. it was really good yeah, yeah um or i'll do that so um it's tough because delaney my oldest wants toast all the time <laughs> so like we still have to have bread in the house yeah. which is fine because i'm sorry gluten-free bread any sort of bread product you know bagels or whatever i refuse to eat because it's not the same like it's just not i don't like it and i'm not gonna like try to force myself to like it just so i can have a fucking bagel <laughs> um i'll be i'll be <clears throat> I'll be frank with you. There's this one Frank. I'll be really I'll be, honest with you. I'm gonna be. I'm mean. gonna be frank. I'm gonna be mean and tell you that there's this really good brand. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's this. There was this brand that my stepdad uh, got a bagel from, and it was mm. really good. I've heard it was some an everything good. bagel. So I'll have to ask him what he got. Yes, and of course it might have been from Trader Joe's, and the closest one is an hour and a half away. For Pete, like trying to get good you know, um, food that's like for a certain diets or dietary stuff in Eau Claire is just like 
fucking impossible. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll say it. But, yeah. yeah, so it is pretty tricky, but I think even if I wasn't gluten-free, it would be tricky because the kids want certain things, and they don't, like, Delaney, d- yeah, I could get into the specifics, but, like, there's certain things yeah. that kids don't like, and, yeah. but we are, ever since becoming gluten-free, working really hard at just you know mom makes what she makes mm-hmm. and you're gonna eat it mm-hmm. we always say you get what you get and you don't throw a fit but oh, they yeah. usually throw a fit and then i make them something yeah, else because they're four and three right yeah i mean what are, <laughs> what are they gonna do yeah. yeah so it's usually just the oldest one that i have to kind of accommodate for but mm-hmm. i i try to make it as simple as i can and honestly um you know i found one cookbook that has yeah. a lot of gluten-free like all gluten-free recipes. Is it the thyroid cookbook? No, that's another one. There's the thyroid cookbook, and then there's an instant loss one. And this is about a woman that lost a bunch of weight on this journey. But all of her um, recipes are gluten-free, okay. and a lot of them are dairy-free, too. Nice. And they're really easy. They just use, like, the instant pot, which, like, <clears throat> when I'm in it, I'm in it. I'm doing the instant pot. Like, it's great. But when I fall <laughs> off of that... Uh, routine, it's so hard to, like, drag it from the basement and <laughs> make some food. Like, if you can't tell, I don't like making food. I don't enjoy cooking. It's something that I have to do. You have to do. I literally have to feed my kids. So <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> so, it, it can be a challenge, but the kids are pretty flexible, and I don't make anything too wild that they wouldn't eat yeah. or try or yeah. whatnot. What did you make... Oh, I don't want to, like, try and remember what you made me. Did you make me lasagna when I was sick? I don't think so, because... You mean when you were sick or when you had surgery? (laughs) When you had surgery and then got sick. Yeah. Or maybe you made me food when my mom passed. Maybe it was when your mom passed, but I don't remember... I was going to make you something when you had your surgery, but then you got COVID, and I think I just, like, dropped things off. Maybe frozen food? Yeah, I don't know. maybe. Maybe. Well, that's a good transition, because you were on the live stream, and one thing that you brought up was, or one thing that I brought up was, what do you make for somebody that you love? Mm-hmm. And you said lasagna, because oh, that yeah. is a good meal to make a big portion of it. Mm-hmm. People can freeze it. It's right. easy to reheat, all that stuff. And it's delicious. It's delicious. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't love carbs and meat mm. and ta- cheese? Taters. Taters. Tomatoes and cheese. Such good stuff. If you were to cook anything else, what would you cook for somebody that you love? Well, I really like, I'm really into, if we're going gluten free. Okay. I'm really into... <laughs> Yikes. Fucking wet blanket. <laughs> What's her wet name? Blanket. Ingrid. Ingrid. <laughs> Fucking Ingrid. No offense to any Ingrids. I don't know any Ingrids right now. I don't either. I really like that name, though, and I was... For, like, the hipster... Mm-hmm. Karen. Yeah. yeah. Um, rice with uh, broccoli and... It's an instant pot meal, yeah. and you just throw in meat and broccoli some other stuff Fuck and yeah. then rice nice that's like one of my favorite meals because yeah. i just eat it you know for um, every meal for it for every meal <laughs> for every meal yeah um another thing what memories do you have around the dinner table growing up now now can you <laughs> you have a different you don't have a necessarily a standard nuclear family mm-hmm. can you just get the background of that as well 
Yeah, so growing up when I was younger and, you know, my mom and dad were still married and together, uh, the dinner table wasn't super pleasant because my dad would, you know, he was very much so like, just sit down and eat your food and then we can be done, right? Yeah. Like, just eat. And, very utilitarian and he, in that aspect. Yeah, like I'd be looking around or something and our chairs like turned, you know, there were swivel ones. So okay. I'm like moving I'm like three years old and he's yelling at me to eat my food. So like it wasn't the most pleasant, but, mm-hmm. um, and the meals, my mom always, you know, made sure we had food. We, we ate just fine. Um, and then my mom passed away when I was 13 and then I went to live with my dad full time then at, by that time they were divorced mm-hmm. for a while. So I went and lived with my dad and so that was tricky cause like he was a single dude and then all of a sudden he had me full time and single dudes eat very differently than parents they do and like i would still go to his house you know when my mom was alive whatever they had you know split custody but um so it was a lot of um oh yeah duh he's still a parent even if he was a single right but you know what i mean like single dudes in general right yeah so it was a lot of spaghetti it was um tater tot hot dish pizzas (laughs) chicken meat and potatoes um, oh, chicken, meat, and potatoes. Any kind of meat, I mean. <laughs> chicken meat. isn't meat. Yeah, no. no. Meat, <laughs> potatoes, and a veggie. And the veggies we had were like corn or green beans. It wasn't anything extravagant. No. So a very Midwestern bland diet. Um, and just whatever was easiest. And so that kind of ushered me into like not being super excited about cooking. Mm. Um not having a very, like, vast knowledge of, you know, what is good to cook together, you know? <laughs> so, like, that has led me to, I'm 34, and I'm just now, like, learning how to properly cook vegetables <laughs> and, you know, better ways. Like, literally a couple weeks ago, you told me how you cook broccoli, and now that's all I ever do because it's oh, delicious. Yeah. I don't oh, just, yeah. you know, my four-year-old likes her broccoli steamed with nothing on it. Okay. Crazy. But now I do it a different way, and, like, I add spices. Yeah. And so, like, I... Drizzle it in olive oil. Yeah. Bake it at, mm-hmm. what did I say, like, 350 or whatever I for did it minutes. at 425. That might be wrong. I don't know, but just baking your vegetables mm-hmm. after it's drizzled in oil with some spice. Oh. Yeah. Like, it's mm. so easy, and mm-hmm. it's... So I'm, I'm learning to like vegetables and prepare them properly so I will enjoy them. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So that's just kind of a quick little Run background. Out of yeah. How you were raised to mm-hmm. eat and prep food. Very Midwest. Yeah. yeah. What food memories or family memories, positive or whatever, around the mm-hmm. dinner table that you have? Well, I do remember just, um, it kind of comes back to the lasagna. So, like, my Aunt Kathy on my mom's side, so my mom's sister, when we would go visit her in River Falls, um, when my mom was still alive, she would make lasagna, and it was delicious. <laughs> and so, yeah, that's kind of where Did that... you always get seconds? Uh, probably. Yeah. I mean, because they also, they used cottage cheese <gasps> in it, and so it just adds, like, oh, a whole new level. So that's probably why, you know, that's the meal I chose. Like, if I'm going to make something for somebody I love, it's lasagna. Because it has a lot of Because love a lot of it. really good memories, Yeah. yeah. Um, otherwise, you know, the tater tot hot dish is just something that makes me giggle and it's like easy and not super great for makes you. Makes you giggle? Yeah. Cause it's like my dad made it all the time. Oh. 
all the time. And it's like <laughs> such a Midwest meal. It's like, oh my God, tater tot just hot the, dish. Just the concept of it and how it applies to the yeah. Midwest. So <sighs> insanely Just strongly. pop in a hot dish. Oh yeah, just make a fucking hot dish. Yes. Bring them a hot dish, don't you know? Bring them a hot dish. Yeah, so that's kind of it. I don't have like a lot of super fun memories with food. Like food's just something I... I eat because I have to. I yeah. don't, like, enjoy it. Well, what's your favorite snack? So, like, my favorite snack on my diet now, or, like, can it be... We can we can categorize it. We can okay. do before, after. I know one that was, like, whew, your go-to when I first met you. What was that? Jelly beans. Oh, I and love Skittles. jelly beans. Jelly beans or Skittles, like, really any candy. <laughs> but I'm also, like... You know, not eating candy as much these days because yeah. something happens once you turn 30. Yeah. So. I can feel, I mean, I can feel it. Yes. I'm 29 and I can feel it. It's so different. Yeah. yeah so I'm, um, sorry, I just hit your pillow really hard. I'm I forget really, we're recording. You're fine. <laughs> you know what? This is real life, everybody, okay? This is fucking real life. This is fucking real life. Um, but like a, like a snack that would help me feel full. I love those Hawaiian rolls with just peanut butter on it. Really? Oh, yeah. That like, would make you feel full? I mean, full and not like, oh, I'm so full, but like, oh, it's a nice little, a little. Nice, nice little snack. Yeah. And like a cheese stick. I love cheese sticks. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but today it's like, it's kind of tough for me to find a snack that I enjoy. Like popcorn? I do, mm. but... So here's the deal. I was thinking about this. Like, I don't like putting a lot of effort into making snacks or making food, period. Yeah. Because I'm so just mom tired. I'm not talking about the long COVID tired. Like, that's pretty manageable. But um, your attention is everywhere, <sighs> all over the house, mm-hmm. all at once. Yeah. So having to, like, think about a yeah. snack for myself and prepare it and not share it. Like, <laughs> I'm going to have to make something that everyone can have. Yeah, yeah. So. We do enjoy those um, almond crackers with some oh, cheese. Yeah. My kids love those. And, um, yeah, so that's usually a pretty good go-to snack. Or some sort of protein bar. Just because I got to make sure. Yeah, it's quick yeah. and making sure I'm, like, yeah. getting something worthwhile. Yeah, I enjoy, what are they called? Uh, <laughs> RX bar. Mm. They've got, like, five ingredients. Yeah. I know some people don't like them because they're a little... Because of how bare bones they are, they're a little more acidic because there's not a lot of, like, yeah. uh, grainy fillers. Mm-hmm. So it, it doesn't... That doesn't absorb the acidity of, like, the egg or the fruit mm-hmm. or the... I think it's dates in yeah. there. Yeah, dates um, can be a little much sometimes. Yeah, just because of the acidity. But I, I liked doing that for a little mm-hmm. bit. And then yeah. the second I'm out of something, I'm like... Well, I'm done. I'm never going back to that because I'm not going to go back to the store and think about buying it again. Yeah, ever again. <laughs> ever again. Mm-hmm. All right, let's look at these things. What's your favorite kind of food and why? I think you sort of generally touched on it, but like if you were to be like, oh my God, I want this. I, I really do enjoy chicken and potatoes mm. <laughs> still. That's just like so delicious to me. And like my dad used to make... Uh, cream corn with it. So, yeah, like, every Sunday it would be chicken, potatoes, and cream corn. And we'd somehow just, we'd just get it on the plate and you'd just, like, mush it up. Yeah, yeah. Into just kind of like a KFC bowl. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Honestly, that's probably, like, my favorite flippin' food. And I know there is a restaurant in Eau Claire in Banbury Place run by Sarah Matthew. It's called the Cranky Buzzard, I think. 
Yeah. And she has a chicken and mashed potato bowl just like that, and it's delicious. Oh, Shout no. out to the, what is it, Angry Buzzard, Cranky? I have no idea, but I know who Sarah Matthew is. Yeah. Shoot. Anyways. We could look it up. Yeah, we'll figure it out. I can put it in the... Shout out to her. It's delicious. Yeah. That's probably my favorite food. Yeah. She was a nurse, and then she got love for cooking after getting fatigued by the workforce. Yeah, COVID. and I think she still works in the hospital a little bit. But... Yeah. Supplements and stuff. Yeah. Lovely woman. Lovely woman. Uh, that sounds delicious. That reminds me mm. of something my mom used to make. It, we would either have rice and like sauteed potatoes that were sliced a little thinner so they get crispy mm-hmm. with some chicken and then maybe like French onion soup mm-hmm. mix that was yes. made into a roux. Okay. Uh, huh. Yeah. With some butter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And maybe Cut butter. butter. Get your butter. Yeah. And maybe some beans as well. Right. That was a simple, I'm tired and this takes me 30 minutes to make for right. the whole family. Right. Um, I think she would also add broccoli to it. Sometimes mm. that even was the flavoring with just a little bit of butter with the potatoes and some gravy mix. Yeah. It sounds like a the a little more, not fancy, but like just like the upgraded version of what I like. <laughs> like enough to make me feel like, hmm, I'm getting some broccoli. I'm, I'm good. Broccoli. <laughs> nice. Another thing, if you were a snack... Mm. What snack would you be besides the snack that you already are? <laughs> Thanks, <two> girl. <laughs> Thanks, girl. I definitely had to look up what a snack was. You did? Yeah. <laughs> That's and, why I posted the definition yeah. on my Instagram. Because... And then you eventually did that, and I was like, yeah, I'm not the only one. I was okay. like, what's a snack? But then girl, I said it to Tom, snack. and my husband was like, oh, yeah, totally. Like, I was like, it's called, I was telling him about your podcast. Okay. And I said, it's called Snacks on Snacks. And he's like, oh, hell yeah. And I was like, how do you know what all that means? <laughs> it's not surprising, though. Um, he's a little more zeitgeist with it than you are. Yeah, he's a little more. Now. Him. Now. Yeah. Back then? Yeah. <laughs> Back then. Back then. Um, if I were a snack, you know what? I'd probably just be a delicious cheese stick. <laughs> Cheese stick. Cheese stick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm instantly thinking of you as a cheese. I'm like, yeah, you're pale and you're blonde as a pale as you are. Yeah. Yeah, you're a just a cheese stick. A low moisture mozzarella cheese stick. There we are. Yep. <laughs> yep. I was thinking Carmelo because you love Carmelo. Oh, I do love. I found a wrapper in my purse and I went, when did I have a Carmelo? <laughs> Those are delicious. Yeah. They're just remnants from. Whenever. It We're doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. doesn't matter. Do you have any questions for me? Questions for you. I am, yeah, like, why did you decide to create this podcast? I know why or what your kind of plans are for it, but, mm-hmm. like, where did this come from? What's going on in the head? What's going on Tell in me the head? about it. I mean, first off, there's so much going on in the head. Let's be real. <laughs> I got mental illness. No, I just got. I've just got one. Just one. Uh, just one. It's we called depression. So I think I I covered it a little bit in the intro, but mm-hmm. uh, I I can go down a little more deeply. Gross. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so 
my friend Emily and I wanted to do something just as just for fun and I was thinking on my end mostly just to connect with her a little bit more and jokingly we posted on our our discord main chat thread two snacks eating snacks Mm -hmm. we were eating chipotle after she picked me up from the airport and uh somebody was like that's the name of your podcast and I'm like yep that's it that's it okay well I know that you know a lot of podcasts if there isn't like a previously established dynamic have a common thread throughout everything mm-hmm. and i'm like i have lost 87 pounds mm-hmm, girl. Girl. Mm-hmm. do the math i said my weight last episode no, i'm just kidding <laughs> uh, <laughs> spoiler alert um and if you hear that jenny's having a good time on the scratching post my yeah, cat is adorable get it go get it go get it um <laughs> And I'm like, okay, snacks on snacks, that's good. I have a relationship with food that has been all over the place. I love food. It's one of the most human things that connect us all together. And it can span across cultures. It can connect us. Like, I relate to you based on what you talked about, even if it's different. Not necessarily extremely different, but a little bit different from what I grew up with because my mom was Southern. Mm -hmm. So we had just a little different influence, not necessarily like chicken fried steak and stuff like that. She actually didn't like that, but it was just different. Mm -hmm. And we can talk about that. And that is a good common thread to create a lovely conversation between two people Mm -hmm. and have them relate over it because all of us eat food. All of us have memories over food. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, if... You know, I can also talk about eating disorders with mm-hmm. other friends of mine mm-hmm. who have shown interest on on being on here. Okay. And uh, so I'm like, okay, I need a creative outlet. I wanted to do something like this. I wanted to relate, you know, more on a human level with people. Mm-hmm. I'm a little isolated because school's a little busy for me right now. And I'm like, this is a cool thing to, like, right. have a little fun thing for right. me. And... Uh, I don't know how else to to dive into it, but I I've also been told that I have a good voice. You do. Hi, and welcome to me speaking into the mic to showcase uh, my voice. This is my sizzle reel right now <laughs> at thirty, just under thirty nine minutes. Hire me for uh, I've never done anything but hire me for this. <laughs> Anyway, um, it's called asthma and bronchitis twice when I was a kid, so that's what's up. Uh, <laughs> I had bronchitis a lot as a kid. Yeah. A lot as in twice. That's enough. Uh, that's, I think that's enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's basically what I want this to be. I want it to be two people relating over something that mm-hmm. all of us can relate on right. and talk about funny things like what happens to your poop when you eat cheese. Well, nowadays, I don't even know. <laughs> I just, I don't even know what it's like to have a normal poop schedule. I get it. I get Ever. it. Ever. Ever. Like, people that poop every day, what are you talking about? <laughs> Fucking heathens. Uh, get out of here. Get out of here, you ass. Mm-hmm. Well, I think this was a pretty good episode. Yeah, I hope, uh, I hope, uh, <laughs> people like it. I think they will, because we talk about, we talk about not just... Like, what's your baby thing? But it's like... <laughs> <laughs> what's your baby thing? How do you make your mashed potatoes? <laughs> we talk about the stuff.
stuff that's real. <laughs> like, you have suffered yeah. from long-haul COVID, and you had mm-hmm. to change how you prepped food and all of that stuff, yeah. and it really affected your life. I remember you, you know, in the beginning, you were like, something is wrong. Mm-hmm. I don't feel good. I'm inflamed. And oddly enough, I, I don't remember if I told you this, but I noticed the inflammation in your face. And I don't even, like, I'm not going to be looking at your elbows being like, what do your elbows look like today? Uh, But I noticed, like, your face was less inflamed. Mm -hmm. Not that it was bubbled up beforehand. But Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, I do notice a difference. Right. Like, we see each other enough where you can see those differences. Yeah, absolutely. And you're a good friend that pays attention to those things, whereas I don't. So, (laughs) sorry. I mean, you're also, like, I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot of shit going on. But here we are. I'm so glad that you and mm-hmm. I got a chance to talk for 40 minutes. Well, uninterrupted 40 minutes. I've, I'm at your house, which hasn't happened in a long time. A very long time. Yeah. Probably, remember that one time I wanted to make spaghetti for people and you were the only one who showed up? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Like, well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> when was that? I think it was probably 2016, 2017. Oh, yikes. Uh, so that happened, and you were like, all right, well, we're going to... You're just on my couch, like, eating spaghetti, and like... <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so thank you guys so much for listening. Love to all of you, and let me know if you have any questions for our next guest that we may benefit from covering on the next episode. Have a good day. Bye-bye.